All right. We're better. For, I, that, that makes you kind of want to dance. Everybody kind of want to. Should we have a little dance first? Oh, I'm excited for this new series. How many of you guys are excited? Yeah. And this is really awesome. Just some news for you. This is not just for the married couples. Yeah. This is for anyone that is married, anyone that wants to get married, mm-hmm. and uh, anyone that is thinking about getting married. This is for you. And if you've been married five times, you darn well better listen. <laughs> yeah, you need this. You need this series. But today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. If I thought I should have brought you guys like Dove chocolates with little, mm. sorry. But you didn't need that chocolate anyway. She and likes uh, to tease us when there's no way to fulfill it. It's true. We should have brought you like chocolates, a whole box for everybody. Well, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe. That's something to look forward to. My husband was really good. He went and got me some beautiful roses. I'll tell you. It was like roller <laughs> derby at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Gentlemen, there's a key here that Trader Joe's flowers are amazing. They really last a long time. And they are so affordable. That's right. When you, had to, you used to have to pay $25 for a dozen roses, wow, I think that's our down payment for our first house. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, and we don't care. How about you ladies? I don't care how much they cost. I just like seeing them on the table. Yeah. They look beautiful. But So I bought them, and I actually put them in a vase. Yeah, you arranged them. Arranged them and put water and plant food in them, and hopefully they'll last till April. <laughs> He's hoping. That's because that's our anniversary. So, yeah. So he's got, he's got a, he's going to have to really nurse those uh, things shucks. along. shucks. I'll buy fresh ones by then. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're excited. As you know, we were on vacation. We had a great time in Mexico. And the vacation part was wonderful. And then we spent about five days with Pastor Jamie. It was and, a, it, I never spent a whole month in five days. It was like when <laughs> Jamie put us to work. Yeah. She handed us, as we were driving from Cabo into La Paz, she handed us our schedule. And then she actually added more things to it. So... Which included counseling when the Super Bowl was going on. Mm. My Christianity was tested to the core (laughs) on that one. But he passed the test, so that's pretty good. Well, we're excited with this series. And, you know, I was thinking about it this morning as I was kind of praying for the series, relationship goals. How many of you have ever seen the hashtag relationship goals? About four of you guys, everybody under a certain (laughs) age. I had never seen it. So I had to look it up on the Internet. And it's actually been kind of a pretty popular Uh, hashtag since about 2009. So I was behind the times. I want to read you one of my favorite. This was one of the ones that was a hashtag relationship goals. A partner who treks out in a blizzard, even with a fever, and after a long day at work, okay, this is going to be a guy, not a girl, to get your favorite burrito. Hashtag relationship goals. Yeah, I don't know that that one's ever going to happen, but that's pretty cool. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, We all have relationship goals, whether you're married, whether you're single. And I was thinking, because I'm going to read a scripture to get us started. Do you know who actually has probably really started the hashtag relationship goals? God. He has some pretty amazing goals for relationships. And and maybe you didn't know this. Maybe you did. But God is the one who actually created marriage. God's the one who thought it up. I don't know if that was a sadistic joke or no, I'm just kidding. Just just teasing. I'm just teasing. I had, you told me to be funny. That wasn't funny, was it? <clears throat> it <No>. actually was. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we grow in marriage, but he had some great goals for us. And I want to read, uh, if you'll come with me to Genesis 2, 18 through 24. We're going to read it out of the NLT. But this is God's 
picture in the original marriage, when he created marriage, this was his original hashtag relationship goal for us. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. That's us gals, in case you're wondering. So the Lord God caused the man to follow into a deep sleep. While the man, no, not now, you don't get to sleep. While, while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of his ribs and closed up the opening. That's quite a surgery. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. Pretty cool. And he brought her to the man. And in NLT, it says, at last. At last. Yeah. We need, pretty, pretty good. That's pretty awesome. The man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. He had seen giraffes and tigers and bears and all kinds of things that he had to name. He had seen every tree, every plant, but none of them was that helper suitable. None of them completed him until all of a sudden, whoa, man, here she came from his rib. This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains, if you ever were wondering, why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united in one. The two become one flesh. That's God's relationship goal. This incredible unity and incredible, joyful uh, partnership that is going to result in what? Incredible, godly offspring, incredible, um, beautiful things that come. Now, I don't know about you. I, I like romance. I am a Hallmark movie fanatic. Uh, I don't actually have that uh, app, but when I can watch them, especially the Christmas ones, I do. I mean, romance is cool. And I threw up, had, had Dana get us a few pictures. Because usually when you see this hashtag relationship goals, it has some kind of cool romantic thing attached to it. So do we have those pictures up here? They're coming. That, yeah. That's the real deal, okay? That's romance. That's after almost 40 years. Mama, who is that man? Woo. Oh, that's me. That's him. And, and that, that look is sincere. Fabio. Or Flavio. No, you're pretty cool. And uh, that's, that's our romance. That's our real heart. Almost 40 years, April will hit almost 40 years of marriage, and we are still going strong. We love each other. And here's this one. Okay, um, I saw this on a, on a message. This couple is sitting in the snow on a road in front of a car with the headlights. And it is, you know, you have to admit it's kind of... Uh, that doesn't just happen. That was staged. Okay. But then the real question is, who would want to do that? Okay. I love to kiss him, and I love to be smoochy, but in the middle of a hard road, in now the No, we'd be in cold, the car in the looking at the snow Yeah, kissing. exactly. And then who's taking that picture? Is that one of the kids? I mean, who? That's his, the guy's ex-wife taking the picture. <laughs> we hope not. But anyway, that, that would be a relationship goal. And then I, this one, I actually really like this next picture. That's kind of what I thought when I got married. Kind of a Mary Poppins. Flowers, balloons, butterflies. That's a hawk or something. I don't know. But just, does that look romantic? California that, condor. That's not even, California, that's not even real people. That's just like kind of a fake aloof thing. But you know, that's the thing. And I think when we see it, I mean, be honest, sometimes have you ever looked at somebody else's relationship and thought, if only. I want that. That's pretty awesome. And actually, being honest with you, people have actually, believe it or not, asked Steve and I, because we actually have had a, we have a very happy marriage, and they've asked us, could we, we would actually like what you have. And I, I'm actually kind of encouraged by that, because, you know, when, when people 
ask for something maybe different than what they have. Do you know what that actually says? They're actually looking for more. They're looking for something maybe better and maybe something really special. And I, I want to tell you as we go through these next few weeks, and I hope you don't miss them. If you do, then go online and watch them. God's goal for you is really to have something real and special. But it's not really those things that you see on Instagram with the hashtag relationship goals. It's not just that romantic picture, the walk on the beach. It's definitely not the bachelor or the bachelorette. Um, it's not, you know, I, I was thinking of driving in a, in a, in a Corvette convertible oh, yeah. with, you know, that cool scarf around your head. But you know, I, I actually hate I'm wind. I'm feeling it. That one, that you know, one. But I hate wind. Oh. So that wouldn't even be a good thing. But people, we crave that. And, you know, so many of the things that we think we want in our marriage or we think we want in a relationship, and this isn't just for married couples. This is very true for singles. We want something that isn't real and that isn't really powerful. You know, when I think about our marriage and I think about what really makes our marriage wonderful, and we have great dates and we have fun, and I do love the roses on the table, but honestly, what I love about our marriage is really the, the deep conversations that we have. The fact that we're on mission together, that when we met, you know, I, I dated a guy in high school that it was a disaster. And, I, and so afterwards I said, God, here is the key to my heart. I'm handing it to you and I'm asking you to just lock it up real tight until the right person comes that you choose, not my choosing, because I don't have a very good chooser. And, and God did that. He locked it up. In fact, different guys would ask me out. They said, it feels like there's like this invisible shield around you. I was like, ah, there is. Because the, the key's not open until it's God's man. And then I remember that, that wonderful day when, when this guy came into my life and my heart. I, I, I loved him immediately. And our heart was able to be knit together because we were passionate about the same thing, which was God. And going forward, and we've had a great, wonderful, beautiful marriage. But lest you think, lest you start gagging and going, okay, wow, is she being honest? There have been some really rough times, too. And we have had ups and downs and highs and lows. I was thinking about some of the differences in us. I like to do everything fast. He likes to do everything slow. We were on a cruise with George and Denise, and Denise goes, is he always this slow? And um, I said, uh, yes. Um, he can be slower when he's got something He could something actually to think get slower. He's actually, this is actually like on vacation, like in speed mode right here. <laughs> okay. I, I like to make decisions now. There's no time like the present. He likes, and it sounds great, in, in theory, he likes to ponder and pray a long time. When we were first married, different times I'd go, have you heard from God yet? We've been on a big decision. He'd look at me. No. Okay. Whew. Next day. I'm thinking, man, how long can this take? And it can take a while sometimes, but it's been good. Um, I like, I do have to be honest, I like to spend, now I'm using the monthly money journal and I'm doing awesome. I actually personally think he still has his fun money from 2001. <laughs> um, and he does let me borrow it occasionally. I probably have actually spent all of it. But uh, I actually use brakes on a car. I think they were put there for a purpose. If you have ever driven with him down mountains, <laughs> Jesus, I, that's why I say Jesus, 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 because Such he, cares. he Cats literally cares. doesn't like to, he doesn't like to waste anything, including gas. And he believes that the best way to go down a hill is coasting. And when I say, please, you know, it's like 80 miles an hour and we're, we're soaring. Could you put the brakes on? He goes, I am. And what it is, is just the uphill is starting to slow the car down. <laughs> okay. That has been the key to our prayer life right there. Okay. 
I like all the lights in the house on. I love light. He literally click, 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 click. And I sneak back. I go, you know, we'll, literally people will be in the house and he's turning the lights off as we go. And I go, honey, people are here. <laughs> well, it's light outside. Well, good grief. It's time for them to go. I spent a buck ninety-five on lights tonight. <laughs> One of our best arguments was very early in our marriage. So if you come visit us, bring your own kerosene lantern. Yeah, bring lantern. a kerosene lantern. <laughs> One of our best arguments that I still I still remember with fondness is that we were fighting about something I don't remember what, probably money, because that's she usually abused dead. me. And I got so frustrated with him. I did something that was very out of character for me. I took a towel and I hit him with the towel. More than once. Was it really? I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, that was like. 38 years you ago. You channeled your inner Sicilian on me. <laughs> and guess what he did? He had a banana in his hand and he smashed it on the on the, um, the counter and all of a sudden the banana flew up in the air from the squishing out and we both looked at each other and... I have to describe the, the, the physical thing that happened with the banana. So she's hitting me with the towel and I'm... And I take the banana and it just shears it perfectly and shoots a banana... Right, you know, part of the banana right up against the, the counter or the, the cabinets. And I do it again. After the second or third time, we both laugh at just the, the craziness of how that banana was functioning. And I've, I, I don't know, but she was probably wrong. But, probably. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. But anyway, we have laughed, we've cried, we've And yelled. I have really felt terrible about wasting that banana. <laughs> it's troubled me for years. <laughs> Now you know the secret to our, our long success. But, but seriously, we have laughed and cried together. We have we've yelled and glared, but mostly we have loved and really appreciate the beauty. And I wouldn't trade this man for anything. And I, I think every year that we're married, I set new relationship goals, um, you know, just to love, love him more. And, you know, when you get older and the kids are starting to leave the house, well, they never, they never leave. They're, they bring no. their grandkids with them, but, um, which I don't want them to leave. But you, we just set those fresh goals, and God has been so good. In our culture, many people really haven't had the best. And if, I, if we went around and talked to you, many of you maybe that are single, maybe you didn't have the model of a joyful, happy marriage in your home, and maybe there's some fear in your heart. Uh, maybe as a married couple, it's been a struggle. And I want to tell you, as we go through this series, God has answers for you. And, and I, what I really felt this morning, and as Steve gets ready to take us into the scriptures, God loves marriage. And he loves your marriage that already, you're already in, or he loves the marriage that you're going to have someday. And as you put him first and you look at these things that we're going to do, God wants to just bless you. And as he blesses you, guess what? The world around you, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, the people that you live in, your society is changed because of godly marriage. So over the next four weeks or five weeks, we're going to be talking about four goals, four relationship goals. Christ-centered, everybody say it with me, Christ-centered, mission-driven, Devil, Devil kicking, kicking. Woo! and covenant, covenant keeping. keeping. We're going to be talking about that kind of marriage. And I believe at the end of these weeks, single, you're going to, singles, you're going to have a picture of what to pray for, what to believe for. And married, you're going to be on the road to conti a continued great marriage and one that's, that's just growing all the time. So um, the center of that is what we're going to talk about this week, and that's being Christ-centered. Steve, what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, yeah, something to say oh, still. one more thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. As you look at this, as you look at these four, one of the things we noted as we were talking about it is they're sequential. It's not like you pick one out. Well, I'm going to be a, have a devil-kicking marriage, but I'm not going to be mission-driven. No, they go together. As you put Christ first, 
what happens? All of a sudden, he begins to reveal his mission, and that begins to, to motivate you. Then the devil comes in, and you got some kicking out to do, and then what happens? You have that covenant-keeping marriage that lasts for literally decades and, and affects society. So that's, that's where we're going, guys. Everybody say, that's where we're going. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what does Christ-centered mean? I'm still working on what you just said. Okay. If you Did don't... you see our cards? Did you notice the well, cards? We're at the 10-minute mark. Go ahead. Just go for it. I can talk fast. <laughs> now she's ready to outsource my talking because it's too slow. If you don't do the first, you probably won't do the second. Right. That's why it's so important that you see these as sequential. Okay. What does Christ-centered mean? Uh, being Christ-centered is, is a lot more than just two people claiming that they're Christians. Uh, there have been times in the past that someone has come in and they said they found someone that they were really interested in and, and uh, they really want, uh, they want buy-in. And, and so for me, it, it's easy to say I'm a Christian. It's a lot tougher to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, which is willingness to lay your life down for the gospel, take up your cross daily and follow him. So in any relationship for, for you guys that single uh, men and women, uh, I want you to, to marry a Christ-centered man or woman, not just someone that can flip out the, uh, the I'm a Christian card. Right. Because Christians come in a lot of different uh, uh, willingnesses and non-willingnesses. And so uh, a Christ-centered marriage is uh, something that is really putting Christ at the center of it, not as, well, we've got all this life we're doing and and yeah, we are Christian uh, when necessary. No, that's different than being Christ-centered. First of all, we need to acknowledge that our relationships, all relationships are centering around something. That you can make the center money, you can make it your kids. You know, uh, if you've been around Joy, you know we love kids, especially grandchildren. That's God's thank you for not murdering your children. <laughs> and uh, we, we believe in children. I don't believe that it's proper to let children destroy your marriage. Because right. most kids are born manipulators. And they learn how to work the edges. And they learn how to manipulate. If dad's softy on a thing, they're going to go ask dad. Next thing, there's a fight between the parents. Yeah. And so in some cases, people have so given their life and centered their life around their children that when the kids are all out having a life of their own, they, they look at each other and they go, I don't really know you. And in, in the world context, a lot of people get, get divorced at that time. They say, what we had, which was really beautiful in the early uh, years, dissipated because yeah. we gave ourselves to the kids. Kids are gone. Therefore, uh, our center is gone. You can make the center of your life your career. You can make it pleasure. You can make it image. You can make it lifestyle and on and on. Uh, now, the second thing, besides acknowledging that we all have a center, is believing that we're going to find that, that one that's going to completely fulfill us. Okay, uh, so that goes right in, in, into the next, which is almost like a sub of this. You don't need someone to fulfill you. You need Jesus to complete you. Now, watch yeah. this. <laughs> Every great marriage, and we have a lot of great marriages, uh, just a, a couple. It was so good seeing Pastor George 
uh, with his new hip. Man, he's trotting down here, high-stepping, picking up the money. But uh, George and Denise have had a beautiful marriage. And, and, and one thing I love about George and Denise's marriage, it's based on truth. It's, ma it's based on, on, uh, on, on work, on energy, values. And uh, if you ever hang with them, they are, they're, they're friends. They laugh. They don't need you to bring a joke. They will laugh all on their own. And especially if you're slow, they'll laugh at you. <laughs> But, but, we, but this church is filled yeah. with good marriages. I mean, it's all over. Young yeah. marriages, older marriages. Yeah. And I think it's really important for our city that we, we, we can just say, hey, you, you, because m many people don't know a good marriage in their world. And, and when we can say, no, this is a good marriage, that's a good marriage, that's a good marriage, here are young people who are married, doing it right, da-da-da-da-da, it's great. It's a great yeah. sales point for the kingdom of God. So having said all that, uh, Kim isn't the key to me being fulfilled. No. Key, uh, Kim is a gift from God, uh, given as a helper, and I'm a helper to her, that we can enjoy the grace of life together. But the giver of that grace is not Kim Kofaro. The giver of that grace is the one who died for me and loved me yeah. and has conveyed away my sins yeah. on the cross. Jesus is the key to our fulfillment. Yeah. And so it's so important, young people, don't sit around, you know, just kind of like waiting. Is there a guy coming today? No, he's not here today. I guess I'll just eat eclairs and kind of just watch TV. No, fill your life with something meaningful. Yeah. You know, develop your skills. If you, if you thought you wanted to go to college and, and, and develop a, a, a career, do it. Yeah. So, so, so the, the guy that, that God has for you comes rolling in, you'll probably find out that, that what you are working on really, really augments what God's called yeah. him to do yeah. as well, and, or and vice versa. Yeah. But, but not just statically waiting for, I will be happy when... I get married. Right. I will be happy when I retire. No. You, you, you get all concerned about being happy when you retire. I will tell you your destiny. You will die really young. Yeah. I've seen it too many times yeah. that people make idol an idol of, of, of retirement. And, 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 and the people that I've known that have done that all died young. Yeah. Because the thing is, is there's more to your life than retirement. There's more to your life than your career. And so this is, yeah. I'm taking a little bit too much time. Um, in a Christ-centered marriage, Jesus is your one, and your spouse is your two. Yeah. Awesome. How many of you are okay if Jesus is even a little stronger love than what you can provide for your wife or husband? Yeah. Okay. So we find that in Matthew 22, I'll just kind of uh, paraphrase it. They asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he's, and, and he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. So a Christ-centered marriage is, is ideally, and well, it only works if both are saying, Jesus is my number two. Jesus is my number one. Excuse me. Jesus is my number one. <laughs> and you are my number two. Okay. The next uh, thing here is whatever is at the center of your life always influences the way you live your life. Mm -hmm. You live your values and relationships. <coughs> values and beliefs, actions and decisions, influence and, and, uh, and fulfillment is only achieved by what is at the center of your life when that is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Singles, I address you right now. 
Uh, if you want a Christ-centered marriage, start living Christ-centered now. Yeah. Don't, don't say, well, you know, I really would like a preacher boy. Well, then quit wearing the fishnet nylons and, and going uptown with that on. Yeah. That, that's a joke. That's an old joke for old people from the 70s and, and 80s. Okay. Sorry, I won't do it in the next service. Okay. Uh, you don't build a Christ-centered later. You build it now. You can't delay dealing with pornography or immorality. You can't say, later I'll go to church. Later I'll put, my, uh, put God first in my finances. No, it starts now. You don't build a life of righteousness in the future on a foundation of sin today. Start loving God with everything today, all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Kimberly. Wow, that's powerful. I wish we could just pause and just let that settle in our heart. You don't, if whatever you want later, you got to start building it now. Single, married, you don't build a life of righteousness in the future on a foundation of sin today. I'm so thankful that I had people that poured into my life that said, Kim, start building for Christ at the center of your life now. I remember the conversation that we had when we were engaged. We were already engaged, but all of a sudden, for some reason, Steve asked me this question. We were sitting in the car. I still remember it. We were in my parents' carport. And he said, is there, would you ever love me more than God? No, it's not what I asked. Okay, what did you ask? I tried to trick you. Okay, tell me how you asked it. I said, uh, w would you love me more than anything else in, 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 the, in the world? And she said, no. She said, I'll always love God more. And I go, I can trust you. Yeah. Because human love can, can, can run out like water out of a bathtub. You can, you can think you really love someone and some funky stuff blows in. If your love is based on human energy, it, it, it can run out quicker than, than water out of your bathtub. Yeah. But when it's based on Jesus, it's based on his energy yeah. Absolutely. and patience and stuff. And that's, and that's been the basis of our marriage. And I'm so thankful that that was already in it. And I can't, I think we can't emphasize to you enough that Christ, having a Christ-centered marriage, putting Christ first, making that decision as a single, and then continuing that decision as a couple. And you know, that decision isn't one we made and then we never, we have to continually make that. Mm -hmm. Day after day, week after week, we have to say Christ is first, his will comes first. And with that, then God takes us. And we want to give you a really practical tool. You know, all of our, our married life, both of us were raised in church, so we had pretty strong, even coming into our marriage, we had pretty strong devotion lives. Going to church was something that we already, it was already a you know, part of our life. And so um, we built our, our life kind of on doing our devotions more apart, and then we would pray together when there was a need and so forth. But as we were really praying about this message and just kind of doing some research, we really felt, we said, what's a key that we can give to every couple that is gonna help them have a Christ-centered marriage? What's a key that we can give to every single that is gonna help them have a Christ-centered life now? And it's a, really, it's a really a profound key, it's a simple key, but it's really that key that unlocks the door to all the other things that you're gonna need to build this Christ-centered marriage. And guess what it is? It's praying together. That's good. Not occasionally. Not just when you feel like it, not just when there's a big need, but praying together every single day. And even as we were preparing for this message, we said, okay, you, know, you, can, te you can teach old dogs new tricks. And we, we said, you know, we've prayed together a lot and we do our devotions, but we have really made a decision to add this into our, into our life 
to just have that prayer. Now, and unless you think it's going to be like a four-hour uh, intercession session, and sometimes it may be that. Let me give you some really simple tips. Because couples that pray together, stay together. Couples that pray together, stay together. And, you know, one of the things that we found, and I actually want to read this. This is a quote from Pastor Craig Rochelle, but I think it's really powerful. I think if I were the enemy, I would try to keep every Christian couple from ever praying together. Because if I can keep them from praying together, I can keep them from bonding spiritually. I can keep them from becoming more mission-driven. And since they're not going to give going to God together in prayer, they probably won't be devil-kicking. They're going to be getting their tails kicked by the devil. And then ultimately, they won't be covenant-keeping. You see, when you pray together, you bond. It's hard to do really bad things and hate each other when you know you're going to have to pray. Is that true? Think about this. You're praying later in the day. It's pretty hard to get in a big fat fight and then go, oh, now we're going to pray and be all sweet to each other. <laughs> Can we just um, come into agreement? You got to actually resolve things. If you're going to get, if you've got an ongoing battle with some sin issue like lust, it's pretty hard to go look at porn and then pray with the person who's, who is uh, being incredibly faithful to you. Somehow it empowers you, emboldens you maybe to work through some issues so you can truly have that intimacy together. And when you do pray together, let me tell you, it leads to all those other great practices that take you into that, 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 that time together. And so as we pray together, what does that look like? Let me just give you three simple things. Number one, keep it short. Like I said, it doesn't have to be, if this is going to be a regular part of your life, have a, a short prayer, but a consistent prayer. We've been doing it in the morning. Because uh, the reason is because a lot of times at night I fall asleep. And so, um, but maybe for you it's going to be right when you lay She doesn't see the night. two hours where I'm holding her hand when she's asleep and praying <laughs> in a slow, steady manner. That's awesome. Now I know what you really, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but keep it short, keep it consistent. And if you miss a day, don't miss two. You know, praying together. But we're going we're gonna to demonstrate it in a minute. But I want to tell you, singles, um, Pastor Craig Rochelle actually shared a story that he began praying for his mate, which was going to be his, his wife, um, early on. And he began to journal and write, you know, about the per things to her. And he actually kept a, wrote notes to her, and he had a shoebox that he had of, like, prayers and all those things that he put in there. And uh, so he gave it to her when they were, uh, when they were dating, and, he, and, he, and she was crying. She read it all, and he said, now, if somehow we break up, you have to give that back because... <laughs> because then, it, obviously, you weren't the one. But, um, but I really think you are. That, that probably took the, the, you know, took the, the emotion out of it. But, but seriously, you know, there were so many things. We, I remember writing letters to each other and just the dreams that we had for one another. And, and they're precious. Those prayers that you pray together are going to build into your marriage that bond, that Christ-centered bond. But you know what? You and Jesus, together with your spouse, it creates that threefold cord that it talks about in Ecclesiastes that's not easily broken. And God wants to do that for you. If you haven't been in the habit of doing it, start today. Start tomorrow. Build that into your marriage. Just say, honey, we're going to pray. We're going to grab hands. And we're going to demonstrate that for you. And then Pastor Steve's going to uh, just kind of close us out. But um, he's gonna, we're going to pray together and just demonstrate. And we're going we're gonna to do it short. Um, I'll tell you, there's been some moments in prayer. If we didn't pray together, we wouldn't have lasted. And we wouldn't have been able to weather the storms that have come against our life and our family and against this church. But the prayer that has kept us Christ-centered has allowed us to stay on mission, has allowed us to kick the devil in the butt, and has allowed us to have a covenant 
that, that I cherish and I'm excited. You know, we actually have a dream that we're going to go. Have you ever watched the movie Bicentennial Man? They actually lay side by side and die at the same time. I'd like to do that when we're like 120. But I don't know if that will happen. But that's, that's, her, that's her bucket list. I've got different ones. <laughs> I think I'd like to be 120. And as we're laying there, Jesus comes and said, no problem, Schmelz. That's pretty good. I'll like fix that. you up. <laughs> so we're going to pray. We're going to pray for yeah. you. And we're going to pray that God is going to yeah. give us that spirit of being Christ-centered. Amen. Mm -hmm. Father, Kim and I just joined together. And we thank you for the bonding that happens when, when you pray together, when your values are the same. And Lord, we pray a prayer blessing upon every, every married person, every single person. Yes, God. There's something about the fact that uh, you said that marriage and relationships really are a picture of you and the church. And, uh, and you, you take serious the marriage that you have to your bride, the people of God. And we take it serious as well. And we pray, Lord, that you would uh, give everyone the, um, the growing freedom to be uh, intimate in, in sharing their heart yes. in prayer. Lord, let it be short, but let it be meaningful. Father, bless each one as they learn to uh, work in team together. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. As we become Christ-centered... We will begin to be mission-driven, devil-kicking, covenant-keeping people. How many of you are excited about next week? I think we're going to carry on. Something manifested in the corner there. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, just as we, we finish up here, it's really a joy to talk about these things. I, I really like the format to just be able to um, share time and thoughts with, with my wife. Uh, they say that behind every great man, you'll see a surprise mother-in-law or you'll see um, a very faithful mate. Uh, Kim and I both feel that it was a good day when the Lord put us together. It was of his mercies. And so when we can teach together, um, you can tell that we're, our teaching styles are incredibly different. She studies and has notes. And I slowly tell you what I've been thinking about. One of the keys to happiness in general is having peace with God. You were hardwired by God to know your father. The greatest father that you'll ever know is Father God. I remember dedicating our children. We had two dedications. We had the official one, but we always had the one in the hospital. Yeah. When we tell the Lord, Lord, I know that you're the real dad. And ask you to, to bless our little Jake, Natalie, Gino and Johnny, now with grandkids, Lord, you're the real daddy. And people come week after week to this house to discover their real family, their real, their real dad. The one that loves you more than you could ever imagine. You have no idea of the love of God which is aimed at you. And in order to, to, to realize it, you've got to say, Lord, help me. Yeah. I need help. I want to be born 
of God through the blood of Jesus. So right now, today, what I'm going to do is we're going to bow our, our heads. We're going to close our eyes. And I want every one of you that came here knowing that you need a brand new life to just raise your hand. And what you're raising is you're saying, preacher, I need God. I need Jesus to give me more than a makeover, but a brand new life. I want to be in the family of God. I want to have the joy of living that you and your wife and so many others in this church are experiencing. I want to be free of yesterday's heartache. And, and I want to enter into life through Jesus Christ. Could we all bow our head real quick? If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I hear you. I hear God calling me. I want God. I want a brand new start. Could you raise your hand? So I can get an idea and then leave it up for just a moment. If you're here today and, and this is your day to be born of God and born again, hallelujah. Just get your hand up. We want to pray with you, believe with you. If you're watching on, on the, the live stream, or even the archive, I just want you to know that the Bible tells us that, that you can call on the name of the Lord any place. One guy was in the, in, the, in the belly of a whale and he called on God to save him. <laughs> God heard his prayer. Trust me, he'll hear your prayer no matter where you're at. So we just bless you to come to Jesus Christ. And all of us that are in Jesus, how many of you can say, Pastor, I want to get better at my prayer, my communication, Christ-centeredness in my marriage. Help us, Lord. Lord, as we'd say in Spanish, ayúdanos, Señor. Help us, Lord, to be Christ-centered. Thank you, Lord, for the degree that we already are. But, Lord, we come and get coaching so we can even be better at it. Thank you, Father. I pray a blessing upon every marriage, upon every single. Lord, help our singles to be the best prepared that, that they are not waiting to get started, but they're getting started by faith today, by being that man or woman of God that's going to make someone else a great life. Thank you, Father. Bless your people. We surrender these prayers and these teachings to you, dear Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Can we say thank you to Pastor Steve and Pastor Kim for such a beautiful encouragement?